Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Friday in Sports Daily here on JFH. I'm Tommy Castor. Jacob Albrocked out today. Paul Savage in his spot. Jad Chambers producing the show today. The KFH hotline is open at 869-1240. Feel free to give us a call this morning as we get through a Friday, a winter wonderland Friday. Snow coming down all around the metro, all around this part of the state. Paul, how this morning? I know that uh, road conditions are not great out there. Did you make it in okay? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it, uh, you know, city's already on, on top of things. It's really not bad. Uh, it's kind of wet, so it's not like freezing or anything. At this point, I don't know about what's going to go on this afternoon, but everybody, slow down. Take a little time. Tommy, I think you'd agree with that. Let's just take our time. We'll get through this, and everything will be just fine. There's no need to be in a hurry. Yeah, I know that, uh, of course, whenever this happens, you've got – Um, You know, different schools that some are calling school off. Some schools are in session. I know that USD 259 in session today, uh, but several other schools around the area are not. So, you know, for those kids that get a snow day, get out and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, if you can stay home, if you can just enjoy the snowy weather from inside looking out the window, that's the way to do it. Uh, if you if you don't have to be out on the roads, you know, try to try to stay home and, and stay warm as best right. as you possibly can. Are you a uh, are you a snowman guy, Paul? Do you like building snowmen? No, I I'm not. Now I used to, but no, not that okay. much. I'm I'm more about watching the snowman through the window if, if somebody else sure. does it. That's sort of me. But uh, oh, hey, by the way, you were talking about USD two five nine. Uh, I yeah. know right now they're scheduled to play sports tonight and do whatever yeah. they've got on the schedule. Uh, whichever sports that uh, are scheduled for tonight. But anyway, we'll keep track of that. If things get worse yeah. and they decide to cancel, and it's, if it's during the two hours that you, or I are, uh, you and I are on the air, we'll get with everybody and try to get everybody updated and taken care of. But as we know right now, everything's on. Am I correct on that, Jad? I believe I'm – Jad, you're probably on top, on top of that a little more than I am. Well, I haven't heard specifically from the – like in the, uh, the, the, the sports side of it, but uh, I haven't heard – I haven't heard elsewise. So, right, yeah. right. Uh, one, one thing I'll say this is I've been following the traffic situation all morning. It wasn't too long ago that we had a big traffic accident. It was on Kellogg, and it was right there around I-135, so right in the dead center of the city. Oh, geez. And yeah. probably still, if you can avoid well, if you can avoid going out at all, avoid going out at all, but uh, stay off of uh, Kellogg if you're trying to get past that uh, I-135. It's oh. That's going to be really re- – I mean, it's slow anyway. I Several of the traffic trackers that I talked to this morning were saying that people were comfortable going anywhere from 10 to 20 miles per hour in 60 zones. So, oh, good. Yeah. Well, you know something, okay. Tommy? You and I have been in this town long enough to know that if you have this kind of weather, don't even get on Kellogg. I mean, I think it's oh, I mean, you're, yeah. you're wise just to figure out how to get to where you need to go. Take Douglas, take 
take Oliver, take, take, you know, go wherever you need to go, but stay off the main thoroughfares. And that includes the canal route and that includes Kellogg. Find another way because, boy, oh, boy, you're going to end up being tied up more than likely. And we both know that. So that's, that's the Sports Daily tip of the day. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, I used to uh, work on the west side, but I lived on the east side. And so when we would have bad weather like this, I mean, I would, I would do everything in my power to stay off of Kellogg. I, and I didn't care if it took me another 15 or 20 <laughs> right. minutes to get to work. Yes. I was going to take the back roads. I was going to take Central. I was going to do whatever I needed <laughs> yeah. to go through downtown. It didn't matter. But I was going to stay off uh, the elevated roadways. And so we would definitely encourage that. And and like Paul mentioned, if we get any kind of update about the local uh, USD 259, the City League sports events that are scheduled for tonight, we will definitely pass that information along. On the program today, we've got a lot to get to. Will Howard has a brand new home. We alluded to it yesterday on the program, but it was made official last night. We will talk about that. We've got our Friday football picks of the week to get to. We'll give a preview of the national championship game on Monday night night between Michigan and Washington take a look at the NFL slate and we'll talk to the voice of the Wildcats Wyatt Thompson in our very next segment but Paul let's kick things off with shocker basketball last night it was the conference opener for Wichita State inside Coke Arena North Texas the mean green came into town and gave Wichita State a 12 point loss inside Coke Arena final score 74 to 62 I followed along with this game Paul North Texas came out of the gate really strong they started off the game great shooting the ball Wichita State couldn't match that and then it was kind of a comfortable lead for North Texas throughout the second half that the Shockers could never overcome right and it was a it was an interesting game I'm not saying it was necessarily a fun game to watch uh, but I watched nearly the entire game and uh, I, I enjoyed my time in 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 uh, the roundhouse uh, at least from a television perspective and, you know, it's kind of interesting because there's some good things and some bad things, but there seems to be more bad things than good things. Now, am I making expersions upon Coach Mills? No, no, I'm not going to do that because this is still a basketball team in the works. Uh, this is a team that's still going to have an imprint by, by Coach Mills and this coaching staff. But there are some things that are glaringly uh, off with this team, in particular uh, – Great defense is one of them. I mean, we have been around Wichita State basketball for years and years and years. And the one thing that Wichita State has always done, and that goes back to the days of the Bakers, and, the, the you, know, you know, I could go run up and down the, the, the roster of, of ex-Shocker players, and that is tenacious defense. Now, I don't know how many games over the past 15 or 20 years have been won with defense. And, uh, you know, defense still wins championships, Tommy. I don't know if you believe that. You know, I really don't know if you believe that. I personally, as a, as a football coach, at least from that pros, uh, uh, perspective, I believe defense wins. Defense wins games. Defense, as they say, wins championships. And right now, Wichita State does not play that, that, that you know, real tedious type defense where they bear down hands in passing lanes. You know, you break down, you... You, you, you know, you're, you're in a great defensive stance. All the things that, that you learned in middle school basketball, it seems like sometimes the Shockers do, sometimes they don't. But, uh, you know, defense is the main concern for me. Now, the shooting, I mean, I guess that's a problem. And, I, and, and, and they were abysmal last night. I mean, uh, at one point, one particular player, uh, North, Texas, uh, North Texas, was outscoring Wichita State by himself from the three. You can't yeah. have that. Tommy. Come yeah. on now, you know you and I both know you can't have that, and uh, but that was the case, and and it was you know 
You know, you defend the three, you defend the paint, you defend uh, against the driving lanes. You do, you know, you defend, 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 and you can win a championship defending. We'll put it that way. And and we're not and we're not quite there now. I'm convinced that Coach Mills will get him where he wants to go, uh, and I think it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of effort with regards to him recruiting another class or two of the kids that he wants and is comfortable with, and he's going to go get those kids. I, there's no question in my mind Coach Mills is going to go find those kids, and by golly, he's going to say you're going to break down, you're going to get your hands in the passing lanes, and you're going to defend, and I think that's going to happen, but that's – that was my major takeaway. Obviously shooting, obviously rebound. There's a lot of things. Okay, I got you. But for me, the overall thing is I just sort of watched the game as a fan defense. And and I don't know, I don't know if that would be part of what you would say or not, Tommy, but please please add on to what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I think that you're you're right when it comes to the defense not being where they want it to be. But, I mean, beyond that, we know the shooting woes of this uh, Wichita yeah, State team. Yeah. They've not shot the ball particularly well this entire season. and especially- Well, I know what, what Tommy was going to say, but it's basically that, you know, you're going to have to shoot the ball at some point. At one point or another, you're going to have to shoot the ball. And Tommy's exactly right. There's no question about that. You know, the main thing that I see with this Shocker team is, is how do you overcome poor shooting? Well, you defend. And then, you know, things will happen. In in in, the, in 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 a sense that you know once you start defending, it makes it tougher to score and and, and get those good threes, get those open looks. You you, you press those kind of things, you, you, and so you go for that. All right, we're going to take a break right now. We've got a little bit of things going on. I'm sure it's weather uh, uh, related. We'll get to it. We'll be right back. This is Sports Daily right here on KFH. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Okay, welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on this Friday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing the show. We're going to revisit our conversation about the Shockers basketball game last night a little bit later on in the program. But right now, joined by the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, here on the program. Happy Friday, Wyatt. Do you guys, uh, you guys getting any snow up there in Manhattan? We've got a lot of snow here in Wichita right now. That's that's what I heard. I just talked to your fine producer, and he said you've got a pretty good little uh, snowstorm going there, and to be honest, we're just getting a few flurries now, but I think they're expecting to get somewhere between a dusting and a couple of inches. I think in our particular area, uh, they're not totally sure what we're going to get. I think the bigger storm's coming Monday into Tuesday. Well, absolutely. Let's start with the big news in uh, college football that relates to Kansas State. Will Howard last night makes the decision to go to Ohio State University. He's going to join the Buckeyes and Ryan Day. You know, Wyatt, it's been a really interesting journey for Will Howard after he entered the transfer portal. Speculation that he might be going to USC. And then he was, you know, one of the last premier quarterbacks to make a decision on where he was going to play next season. What do you think about this move? Do you like it for Will Howard? Is it a, is it a good landing spot, do you think? 
I think it is a pretty good landing spot for him, honestly. And I don't know that I felt the same way about the USC situation. I, I just don't know that he was really a, a big-time fit for what Lincoln Riley has done in the past and has had in the past. You may or may not agree with that, but that was just my first thought. You know, I, I think with Ohio State, he's going to a place where he's closer to home. I don't know how important that might be to him because I don't think it's all that big a deal. But he's going to a really good football team, and with his experience, uh, I think he could enjoy a lot of success there. They <laughs> they have a really good football team and program, as you know. So I, I think it'll be okay for him. I really do. You know, Wyatt, I've got to ask the question, is it a six- or seven-digit deal that he's getting at NIL? How much is it taking to get question. him to go to – how much is it taking to get him to Ohio State? I don't mean to be, you know, curt with this, but by golly, yeah. sometimes I, I'm curious. You know what I mean, Wyatt? Well, I think we all are, Paul, to be honest, and I, I, I kind of get it. But I wish I had the answer for okay. you. All right. Uh, all right. What, what, I would, what I would tell you is would be only a guess. Don't know that I want to do that, but okay. let's just have fun with this for sure, a second. Sure, sure. Do you think it's more six or closer to seven? I think I, it's closer to I seven. It, do you really? I really do. I, I, yeah, I think it could be. Um, I just don't have a real feel for that. Uh, originally, when he went into the portal, you know, he was one of the first guys, of course, and one, one of the first guys that was talked about nationally, uh, even kind of in the in the early lead on those boards um, with the uh, – quarterbacks available and there have been so many land in other spots first and I I just kind of wonder if he this is just me thinking out loud here I I know Will is a really smart young guy and I think he probably took his time through this and I do think uh, that he thought about the NFL process too Um, but but I think this will all end out if I'm guessing I'm gonna this is totally 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 a guess right I'm gonna say maybe somewhere between a half and and one million. That's just a guess. Well, you know something, and I only wish him well. And by by the way, I I think it's wonderful that he's getting it. And the only reason I said, you know, the seven digit thing that this is Ohio State. Ohio State wants to be in these championship games. And you know, I I saw two reports yesterday as this news was coming out. Two separate reports that said he's the number one, you know, quarterback in the portal at this point, and is expected to be the number one quarterback in the portal. And a place like Ohio State, they don't like not being in the championship game, do they? I mean, that's just that's yeah. that, that's who they are, and they'll do whatever it takes. Number one quarterback in the portal tells me that he's going to be in demand, and uh, Ohio State going to Ohio State that tells it's it's not like they are not without funds. Would that be a safe assumption, Wyatt? Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> true. And, and and you know, I, I think every place that really had interest in him, you could probably say that about. That's just that's just kind of the world we're living in right now. And I would say and add this, guys. I I don't know how you feel about this, but it's a little bit stunning with the number of quality quarterbacks that were in the portal this time. And I'm sure yeah. it's for varying reasons, whether it's KJ Jefferson. Uh, who ends up going to UCF, which affects our league, of course. Uh, Dylan Gabriel going from Oklahoma to Oregon, and and of course many others. But man, it just <laughs> it, it just it, you know there, I guess I guess at the end of the day we're talking about opportunity and or maybe I should say money and opportunity right. as opposed to opportunity and money. Maybe that's the reality of it. Yeah. And, you know, Wyatt, I think my last question when it comes to Will Howard, and, and you've had a chance to follow him and watch him call a ton of his games over his career, 
you know, there's a lot of talk that he could potentially be an NFL type guy. So him going to Ohio State, number one, is going to raise his profile. But number two, what do you think is lacking in Will Howard's game to make that jump from college to the professional level? I would probably say that from just what I've heard from, you know, coaches and what what a lot of people might, might think, I think he brings so many things to the table. But the one thing that will probably always be questioned with Will is the arm strength. Would you agree with that, Tommy? I mean, yeah. I think that's yeah. what I think that's most right. people say. I think he's got really, really good football smarts. Uh, he now has experience. I think he is the type of low-maintenance kid, if you will, meaning not much ego, that he's going to go in there and he's going to work his tail off this winter and be ready for spring and and into the fall of next year, and I think he'll win a lot of football games. They're going to win a lot of football games, period, but, (laughs) you know, um, it's really been interesting. If you you watch all of this, when, you know, Harbaugh is playing in the national championship game, and there for a while he couldn't coach a lick. Why? Because he couldn't beat Ohio State. (laughs) Now now he's beaten him. Now he's pretty smart. (laughs) how <laughs> it works right yeah, yeah isn't that amazing isn't that amazing when yeah. you look at, you know and, and why while i while we've got you on on this show right now i think i need to ask you about uh monday night's playoff game you know something now this is just for me i'm speaking just for me but i haven't been this excited about a particular football game in a long long time and uh, even the championship games but this game somehow with harbaugh and, and what's gone on with spygate and all the stuff going on with you know, stealing mm-hmm. signals and all this going on, and 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 the Pac-12 going out of business, baby. And here it is; they may win a national championship as they turn yeah. out the lights. And I find this is this is once in a lifetime kind of stuff. Your thoughts on this particular game? Your thoughts on these two teams in particular playing in the national championship? Well, I'm really excited to watch the game because I think you'd have. Well, first of all, let me maybe back up and say. I thought both of the semifinal games were really competitive, really yes. good games. And oh, they as were a great. fan, how great was that, oh, right? I mean, oh. how great was that? Now you yeah, just hope wonderful. that you have a similar game in the finals, and I think we will. I've been asked uh, a few times in interviews over the last few days since the semis, who do I pick and why? And the very first one I did, uh, I said Michigan, but only slightly. And when I hung up, I thought to myself, did I pick the right team? because I think I really love Michael Penix and his ability to throw the deep ball probably better than anybody uh, playing in college football right now, with all due respect to everyone else. I think that's kind of what everybody has seen. Uh, I I think both teams are physical and tough. Um, I I just, I guess I'm going to stay with Michigan because I do think they may just, I'm just, I'm just saying across the board, maybe just slightly better. But would it stun me if Washington won the game? Absolutely not. I, I think they're easily uh, two of the best five teams or six teams in the country, and I think they've proven it. Well, I'm gonna, I just want to throw out to you that what people don't realize, and I know people don't understand offensive line play. You, you do. You, you've been around K-State. You know how important it is. Listen, Wyatt, Washington has one of the best offensive lines in the country. From tackle to they tackle, do. this is one of the best offensive lines. In the, it's physical. It is skilled. It moves its feet. It protects its quarterback. And when you have a quarterback like Pennick, I mean, this this kid is the real – this kid is a, an NFL quarterback. And I'll bet he'll be an, an NFL quarterback 
his rookie year. He's that quality of an athlete. He could light up yeah. Michigan for 400 yards. I mean, that is possible. Yeah. If they if he gets oh, protection, sure. he will light up Michigan for 400 yards. So it comes down to, of course, the defensive line for Michigan. But man, I I I just I look at that offensive line. I think they're as good as anyone as a packaged unit in the entire country. Well, how good do you think? And, and I'm not arguing with you in any way, shape, or form. But how good do you think Michigan is depth wise in their offensive line? Their best guy broke his leg in two places oh, in yeah. the Ohio State game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here they are. Yeah, and here they Here's are. Here's what I would also add to to your thought because again, I think we're talking about two high level teams here. That that's the obvious that's, that's part, right. but. I think the Michigan quarterback is is a winner. I, he's probably clearly not as skilled as as Penix, but I like McCarthy. Don't you? I mean, he just mm. he just kind of makes plays. Yeah. Here's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Two two thoughts, and it all comes down to running backs. I think Blake Corum is unbelievably good, and I'm concerned about the health of the running back at Washington because he was dinged up late in that game. That could be somewhat significant. But I will say this. I wish the Chiefs had those two Washington receivers. <laughs> oh. You think? <laughs> they got to do. They got to do everything that they can to try to get that Roma Dunze guy. That guy is oh, absolutely oh, phenomenal. Oh my god! Oh. We're talking to Wyatt Thompson. Yeah, talking we are Thompson, voice of the Wildcats here on Sports Daily. Let's get back to Kansas. The other big news uh, with the football program the last couple of days: Connor Riley uh, officially named offensive coordinator for the Wildcats, and then. Matt Wells, former Texas Tech head coach, comes in as the co-offensive coordinator. Break that down for us, Wyatt. What does that mean as far as the way that they divvy up responsibilities, the way that Chris Kleiman looks at these two guys? What will their responsibilities be, kind of the way that things roll moving forward with the offense with these two guys? Well, I think we talked briefly last week um, about the job that, that Connor Riley did. And I think by his own admission, he felt like play calling wise, um, the third quarter wasn't his strength, but for the rest of the game, I thought he was really good in his first time. I, I think you guys would probably concur with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a fantastic football coach from the standpoint of, you know, his position and the development of those guys that we've seen here in his five years here. And I don't just mean Cooper BB. I, I think if you look at those guys just rave about how far KT Leviston came in his time. Uh, same with Hayden Gillum. And we've got some younger guys coming in that I, I think are going to continue to, you know, keep moving that tradition forward. Um, and I won't start naming a bunch of guys, but just suffice it to say, there are a few that they're really, really um, enjoying coaching right now. And their time's coming. I, I feel like to try to hone in on everything you talked about there. I love it from this perspective. I think you've got an O-line coach who's ready to be a coordinator, who has a, a, an intense understanding of run game, and then you hire a quarterback's coach who has a who's been a head coach, who has worked with some very very fine young people over the course of his time. Uh, I don't think he was given a real fair shot as the head coach at Tech. I mean, nobody gets fired in, in its, after two years, right? That's just wrong. But but anyway. He, he is a guy who I think will help Avery and will help K-State in the pass game. So in combination, for me, that's what it's all about because those coaches are going to tell you, hey, you know, like, like with Colin. Colin was the offensive coordinator for the majority of this past season. 
But he was the first to say how much input he was getting from all of those other guys, including Connor Riley. So I, I'm looking at this as I, I think it's a, a good, good. How's that? Good, good. I think Matt Wells is a yeah. really good coach. Wow. That's that's good to hear. And, and, and you know, I know this may be a little premature, and, I, and forgive me, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. How's recruiting no, going? Yeah. What, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? What's the word? What's the word on the street? How's this recruiting <laughs> well, they, class coming along as you see it today? Well, they like what they have committed so far, and, and everybody would say that, and I understand that, but I, I think they address some needs um, at receiver and continue to do so. Um, maybe at depth at running back after losing Treshawn Ward. I think they, they did that um, to a degree. I, I think they got a couple of guys that uh, are, are, I guess what I would say, kind of like the Julius Brents, Kobe Savage kind of types that could literally walk in here and start from day one. So that's a good thing. And then they continue to add some pieces uh, with, again, I go back to the offensive line. Those two Kansas kids, man, can play. <laughs> and they're in time, they're going to be really good guys to add to the guys I didn't mention earlier, like John Pastore and some of those kids. So um, I, I know that they have had some young people on campus this week. Um, I think they've made some offers to some young guys and are hopeful that K-State will fit that uh, for those guys. And I just think this is just me talking here, uh, just me. Um, I think with all of the good things that have happened here uh, and, and the fact that you can sell Avery Johnson to a wide receiver, oh. they should probably get one or two to help, don't you think? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. Wyatt, you mentioned a- Avery Johnson, obviously, when you were talking about Matt Wells, and it seems to me that, you know, and, and the development of Avery Johnson seems to me that that's a huge reason why Matt Wells is now with Chris Kleiman. And we know that, that Kleiman yeah. has – you know, his history of developing quarterbacks and his career and what that looks like. But number one, you know, Matt Wells is a former head coach at two different places, probably wants to be a head coach again. And so if he comes to Kansas State and can help develop Avery Johnson, that's going to look really good for him to maybe go somewhere else eventually and be a head coach uh, down the road again. And then, of course, with the development of Avery Johnson, that's just going to make the Kansas State offense that much better, I would think. So it seems to me that this is a match that really makes a ton of sense just due to the fact of where Avery Johnson is right now in his career and where he could be. Oh, Tommy, that's perfectly said. I I, I mean that sincerely. I think that's a great take because – I think, Matt, if, if, if you really kind of study some, and I know some people on social media put, uh, you know, Jordan Love, the Packer quarterback out there and things like that. Yeah. You know what? You say what you want, but numbers don't lie, right? I think he walks in here knowing that, uh, you know, he's got a special piece in Avery. Uh, that That's that's really, really good. Um, I, I just think that uh, you're probably also accurate in that, you know, the guy's good enough that he'll be a head coach again at some point. Will it be a year down the road or two? That that's the unknown factor there. But I I just I know this. I, I've had conversations with with Coach Kleiman uh, about Matt Wells over the course of time from the time he got the job at Texas Tech through you know him um, being announced here, and you know you always want to put together a staff that you know is going to work hard and do things the right way and are going to be really high level uh, at what they do. And I, and I, I think Matt fits all of those, those marks. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, Tommy, you mind if I move to basketball? I'd, I got, yeah, go I'd like it. to get to a little bit of basketball. You know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Wichita State and, and, and K-State played uh, in Kansas City. And, and Wyatt, you know, I don't think I've talked to you since that particular game. But I just wanted to get your take because you're so highly thought of. You know, for me, it's always been important that KU and K-State both play Wichita State. And it looks like we're going to have a meeting of the minds between two head coaches who have coached with each other at Baylor at the same time, who like each mm-hmm. other, respect each other. It looks like to me K-State and Wichita State want to play some games in the future. I hope they do. I hope they get that done. How important is it to you to have K-State playing a team like Wichita State, the only other Division Three uh, or Division One team uh, between the three teams in the state of Kansas. How important it is to you to see that game for Kansans? Well, I think that's the key right there at the end of what you said. For, this has always been, guys, and you know this. I mean, you don't have to be here very long to understand the history of, of these three schools in basketball, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's just kind of what it is. This has always been kind of known as a basketball state. It's gotten better in football with, with Kansas State and Kansas. There's no doubt. But I think when you look at the, the history of these programs, uh, that's what stands out. Coaches, players, you know, commitment, facilities, uh, results, <laughs> all of those things are what they are. And and so I have always felt that that's a good thing when they're playing. And why not? It's different now too with with the Shockers being the in the American. Um, from my perspective, at least, I mean it's it's such a good league, and we're going to get a look at UCF here coming up. And they they had been in that league, and I think they're, you know, this league is stacked, and they're nine and three, and nobody's talking about them. And I suppose, you know, they could struggle in the league, but in studying them. Um, they have length. They have depth. Um, in their wins, they're getting 30 points on average from their bench. I mean, so so that league is good is the point. And and um, I, I just don't see any downside like like some perceive that that it was when Wichita State was in the Valley or whatever. I just I just see it a different way now. You know, going back to Wildcat basketball in the non-conference, and we talked about the Wichita State game a couple of weeks ago. The final non-conference game, Chicago State, earlier this week where, you know, the Wildcats, you know, they struggled for a while in that game before being able to yep. pull away and, and get the victory. You know, it's, it's not been – it's been a non-conference that has not been lacking in drama, I guess would be the, the word that I would okay. use. No Naquan. You know, we know about Quez Glover and, and the fact that it looked like he was going to be ready to go for conference play. Now that's not going to happen. But yet you look at it, Wyatt, and you, you look at their record as non-conference is done, and they're 10-3. and three. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I could easily go back and look at a few games where they could have lost, and they could easily be 8-5 and five or 7-6 and six or something like that, yet they're 10-3. and three. What does that tell you, number one, about the composition of this team? And, and really, what does it tell you about the way that Jerome Tang is coaching this team through all the issues to where they enter Big 12 play with a record of 10-3? and three? Well, you covered a lot there, and I'm I'm excited to talk about this because I think you can look at it in a lot of different ways. But I, I think first and foremost, aside from the Nebraska game here, I think K-State, just in terms of what I thought they could potentially accomplish, they're probably pretty close to, to what I thought. I, I thought they would beat Nebraska here and be 11-2. and two. 
uh, if I'm being honest, or in that vicinity. I think what you have is a situation where you do have a coach who's really working uh, with this staff diligently to, to, you know, bring these guys along, much like he did last year's team. But this team is different than last year in, in, in that they don't have the explosive scoring and the athleticism and the, you know, the probability of, of Keontae and Marquise. And yet, I, I think we've seen stretches against some of the better teams that when K-State is playing well, they're more than capable. Um, but then we've seen like what you described perfectly with Chicago State that, you know, would lead some people to be concerned. You know, it is concerning that they're shooting just 30% as a team from three, as one example. It's a good thing that what they've done for, for, for my money <laughs> uh, in rebounding the basketball compared to what they were a year ago. So you just have to keep grinding. And I think this is a team that, first and foremost, I think Coach really likes these guys. They're, I think they're all cut in, and, and they're going to they're gonna fight and compete. But they, let's, I guess all of that said, they just have to be more consistent in, in everything they're doing. And, and he knows it. They know it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. <laughs> How's that? That's excellent. One more short question will get you out of here. Listen, Wyatt, I could I could hog you all day and keep you on this show for the entire thing, but I know you can't do it. I wish I could, but that's the way it goes. Last question, I want to get you out of here. About two or three weeks ago, uh, I asked you a question about uh, who you like in the Big 12, and you gave me an answer that had about six teams. <laughs> six. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, is there anything that has made you narrow this down? If you had to pick the three teams, three teams, three teams okay. that you like competing for a Big 12 championship in basketball this year, any luck on, on, on narrowing that down, Wyatt? Well, yeah, I, I think you can do that. Um, and, and if we're just judging through the non-conference, okay, and you're making me pick three, um, you have to you have to start with Kansas just based on their track record, All right. don't you? I mean, yeah. they're, oh, they're, they're twelve yeah. and sure. one. Yeah. Sure, sure. They've they've played a really good schedule. Uh, I think next you have to go with Houston, right. and I don't think most people would be real surprised with that. And. The next team that I'm going to say may surprise you a little bit, and that's BYU. But but because, yeah. uh, you know, I back in back in the old days, I, I I'm pretty familiar with BYU and how they play basketball and how tough it is to play at the Marriott Center and all of that. They have a really good coach, they have a really good fan base, and the most important part is is they they have length and they can shoot the dog out of the three. I think they are really yeah. a good team, and they are going to be dangerous in this league. Wow. So I just picked two teams that are newcomers. How dumb is that? Or uh, yeah. is that? I don't think Love it's that. that dumb. I don't think it's that Love crazy. That. But, uh, but it so, is. Teams are good. <laughs> Houston is really good defensively, guys. And I mean, they are oh – um, well, you guys know. You saw them cool. in the American – they are. They beat you up. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Well, that coaching staff. Yeah. What do you expect? That's how they got to the bank. Is with defense. <laughs> well, that's yep. true. You know, they used to say when Frank was here, Frank Martin, that uh, K State's best offense was uh, going to get an offensive rebound because they weren't going to make enough shots, but <laughs> they get a ton of offensive rebounds and putbacks, and they're like that to a degree. They uh -huh. they really guard. They really rebound. They have some depth, um, and and, and boy. <laughs> They have talent, too. That's that's the other factor, yeah. and they play so hard. Yep. Well, Kansas State.
their Big 12 play tomorrow against UCF at home. It's a 5 o'clock tip. Wyatt, you're going to be on the call. What are we expecting for the call? What are you expecting from the game? Anything that uh, we want to point out before we, we get that game going? Well, I do think, like I said before, UCF is probably a little bit better athletically than, than I thought they might be studying here in the last few days for the game. They do have a lot of length. I'll give you an example. Omar Payne is their starting five man. He's 6'10 and 230. But they've got a couple of guys come off the bench in Ibrahima Diallo and also Tierno Silla. Both of those guys are, you know, seven foot, six eleven. Um, and th- and then their guard play has been their their point guard is not a scorer. He's more of a distributor, just kind of rock solid kind of guy. It comes down for them, uh, I think, to make shots. They're not the best shooting team, uh, but if they make shots, and, and I guess a lot of people could, could say, hey, he's describing K-State too. Um, so it's all about, at the end of the day, you can talk all you want, but it's all about putting that basketball through the goal. And, and uh, I think tomorrow it's, you hope K-State's the, the better at that. Five o'clock tip-off, four o'clock pregame. You'll be able to hear Wyatt and all the action right here on KFH. Looking forward to it, Wyatt. As always, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Have a great call tomorrow. Thanks a lot, guys. Great talking to you. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to you as well. It's Wyatt Thompson, Kansas State Wildcats, here on Sports Daily. If you missed any of it, make sure to go back, uh, kfhradio.com or on the free Odyssey app and hear all of that interview. We're going to step aside when we come back. We'll get back into our conversation that we had at the beginning of the show about Shocker basketball falling last night to North Texas inside Coke Arena. We'll do that on the other side. I'm Tommy Castor along with Paul Savage and Jad Chambers. Sports Daily Cup. Just a reminder, Chiefs games are available live for free over on KNSS and on the Odyssey app. Tune into KNSS Sunday for NFL action. The Chiefs on the road in L.A. to wrap up the regular season against the Chargers or simply download the Odyssey app and search for KNSS at kickoff. We will pick that game and a bunch of other NFL games and the national championship game in college football coming up at the start of next hour in our Friday football picks. But Paul, before we wrap up our number one here on sports daily, very briefly, let's go back to our conversation at the top of the show about shocker basketball of course, losing by 12 at home in the conference opener against North Texas final score, 74 62. And really, you know, I mentioned it at the top, the shooting woes. We know that's been an issue for Wichita state, especially in the month of December carrying on into the month of January outside of Colby Rogers. They really don't have a weapon to shoot the basketball and teams know that they can clamp down on Rogers and make sure that, you know, he's not getting his shots off. And then at that point, there's really no other. So I don't know exactly what it's going to take and if it's going to come along in conference play, but man, they've got to develop another shooter that can go out there and take some of that burden off of Colby Rogers. Well, that's the key at this point right now. I mean, we, as much as we talk about defense, I mean, you can defend, 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 but you still got to put the ball in, in the basket. And right now, I mean, you know, you're basically uh, looking at a team that's even struggling at the line. I mean, they, they missed yeah. 12, 12 free throws last night. Oh, by the way, what was the margin of victory? Oh, it was happened to be 12 points. I don't know. I don't know what that means. All I'm just saying is, you know, nobody hits 100% of their, 
of their of their free throws, but you know you hit them at nine or ten of those free throws out of the twelve misses, and you're in this game. You know the whole game, the complexion of the game changes. So you know you've got to shoot, and and right now the Shockers are are really struggling. Thirty percent, thirty seven percent from the field last night. They were twenty for fifty four uh, from from regular uh, field goals. And seven of twenty-three, you know, thirty percent, thirty point four percent to be exact from the three-point line. You just got to do better. Come on, Tommy. We both know, yeah. you know, you and I aren't exactly, you know, the the smartest guys in the world, but we certainly understand you got to make baskets to win basketball games. That we do know. Well, and yeah, look, and, and we know this team is never going to shoot lights out. That's not who they are. That's, That's not right. the way they they're That's made right. up. That's not their composition. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it before that. It's you know still a team a work in progress, and you mentioned recruiting classes down the road and that sort of thing. That's all true, but also this is a game that you know last night that I thought the Shockers should have won. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's an opponent in the conference that you are fairly similar to as far as where you rank in Ken Palm. It's a game that you go will probably go back on in March and think, man, that's a game that maybe Wichita State should have had. Right. They were never really in it, though. They got down at one point over 20 points, could never really get it back, and they lose by 12. It's a quick turnaround for the Shockers, and conference play is now in full swing. They're on the road this weekend at Temple. We will talk more about that game a little bit later on in the program. We're going to step aside our final break of our number one. When we come back, our Friday football picks – Paul and I will give them to you. We'll tell you what Jacob's picks are for this weekend. That and a whole lot more. Hour number two on the way. It's Sports Daily. Hang on. 